Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. The only voice your future can hear are the seeds you sow today. There's nothing, because nothing else is by default. Because if you just lay low, it's default. But if you start designing it, you create it. You could create your future prosperity. You have the power to get the wealth now. And then you start shifting the way you do things. Because you, you can't just deal with life as, as it is. You have to create it. Does that make sense? You create it by the seeds of today. Tomorrow can only hear the things you sow today. You see it? So I'm creating my future with the seeds of today. They create my tomorrow. But the only voice my future can hear are my seeds of today. So what I do today speaks loud into my future. All right? You can't do nothing about your past, so forget it. And you know what? Here's the biggest thing most you got to know. People only know what you tell them. Stop telling them everything. People only know what you tell them. I don't know you, so don't tell everybody everything. Because all your life is only, you know <laughs> only thing your life is is what you remember. Ready? Did you like that? Did you catch that? Did you pull that in? Only th- all your life is is what you remember. What you choose to remember. See, most you got to reprogram your life. Because, see, you live in regret and pain. It's okay because that's what happens with your memory. You create it. Memories, I don't like memory. I really don't. I could care less if I had one. Because Paul even said, he said, get rid of all of it. Because if you, if you dwell too long in the good stuff... You, you don't create. And if you think too much in the past, you live in regret. Regret's the worst pain you ever felt because it's miserable. You can't get out of it. And you got to learn how to forget. So what is your future? Your future is basically what you choose to remember. Most people never get into their imagination. They just live in their memory. Imagination is creative ability. Memory just shows me where you've been. So if you think about it, to get into my imagination I really got to leave my memory because history will repeat itself. So if I only focus on the past, I'm going to create the same nonsense I had last season. I don't want it this season. So what do you do? I think you just forget about everything and go forward in your, in your imagination and create the new future. And what is life? Only what you choose to remember. Do you get that? Because what you choose to forget, you don't have to react. Two, you don't have to reenact it. You don't have to do it. So just choose to forget some stuff. Is that okay? I would. People look at their mistakes and go, oh, wow, what are you going to do about it? You can't fix it, so forget about it. Is that all right? Galatians chapter 5. You, you, you okay with that? Man, I'll tell you what. You need to go listen to 1030 this week. 1030, I didn't stick to any of the notes. And I just, I'm telling you, go on the podcast and get it. Man, I was downloading some of that stuff, right? That was just total autopilot. You need to go. If you came to morning service, it was totally different second service. I was talking. See, because here's the thing. When you get a dream, and I'm going to probably have to do something about this. When you start dreaming, not everybody's going to get excited. And you better know where to share some stuff. And that's the problem. You can't share everything with everybody because not everybody's happy when you start going somewhere. And some of you better leave the moment where you're in because you better go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. You know what I'm saying? And you got to find a place to share some dreams. Is that okay? Very important. Because if you're not careful, you know what you do? You share your dream in the wrong place. And then you get mad. 
at the people for their reaction. Man, I'll tell you what. Sometimes it's nice to say something in front of the wrong people. You hear what I just said? Sometimes it's nice to say some stuff in front of the wrong people. Why? Because they will reveal themselves. And when they reveal themselves, they've identified themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of nice to know where Judas is, right? You keep an eye on him. If I was Jesus, I would have punched Judas. I'm serious, straight up. <laughs> you would have been nice to Judas? I wouldn't. You would have been nice to him? Jesus knew who it was. John chapter 6, I don't care what anybody tells you. John chapter 6, Jesus knew who he was. He still was cool with him. So much so the disciples didn't even know who he was. If I was me, you would have known it was him. <laughs> I would have been mean to Judas. How about you? Y'all lie in church. Y'all are going to burn in hell if you keep doing this. Shut out. Stop. You would have been nice to Judas. Stop, man. You people every week do the same thing to me. That ain't no cuss word. That's a place you go if you lie. They burn in the lake of fire. Stop lying. You would have been nice to Judas. I would have put a bag on his head and took him out before that joker got me. Come on, stop. This joker going to stab me in the back. You would have been nice to Judas. Oh, you people lie, man. You would have ate with him. I would have been like, skip that joker right there. That joker is going to turn me in one day. I would have overlooked him. Would have been mean. Jesus, you couldn't even tell. They didn't even know. Why? Because Jesus is love. And I'm not being, I'm not, listen to me. I'm not being mean. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus still acted properly even though he knew people were not for him. That is the epitome of character. So sometimes it's good to share your dream in front of people that aren't really for you so you can identify who to take with you because not everybody's going into your future with you. Some people you got to leave in the past. Ooh, you like that? Because some people can't go with you. They don't qualify for your future. You know what I'm saying? See, that's the problem with a lot of you. When you make the move, you're going to try to take everybody with you. They ain't coming. Hey, you want to go? You're going to lose some friends following God. Because they ain't going to have the same level of commitment you're going to have. And once you start going up, you got to say, man, if you're going to compromise, you might make me compromise. So I'm not, I'm sorry. I, I ain't giving him up to go with you because you, 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 you don't stay close. You don't stick. You bounce. I'll be by myself. I got to count on you. He sticks closer than a brother. Amen. He ain't leaving me. He said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. You might just bounce in a minute. Nah, you might not like something and leave. I'm staying with Jesus. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And I, you guys know what I'm saying about the Judas thing. You got to love people that are unlovable sometimes. Come on, I was being a little exaggerative. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? I, ain't gonna, I wouldn't have killed Judas. Maybe would have hit him in the back of the head a couple times, but I wouldn't have killed him. But you know what I'm saying? How does he love somebody that knows? See, sometimes, you know, sometimes this. People have been on design to bring betrayal into your life, but it's just a sounding board for you to walk in love. So use it as an obstacle to grow more so than an obstacle to deter you from your future. Because it's an obstacle that showed up. You know what that means? Like, this is an obstacle. Use it as a, use it as a fuel to walk in love. How are you going to walk in love if you ain't got people that ain't despitefully using you? See what I'm saying? How are you going to do good to them that aren't? Somebody's got to be unkind for you to do good to the unkind. So maybe they're by design. You know what I'm saying? Maybe this is a season to put me in the test to see if I qualify for the next level.
So maybe sometimes in life you got to look at it and go, maybe, maybe, you, maybe you were an opportunity for me to grow. So we, like I've been in this season way too long, man. Well, guess what? Sometimes you got to learn faster next time. Because I like obedience. See, look, you, some of you are cute. You're like, maybe. Remember when it used to be God, maybe? Yeah, okay. I'm like, no, God. I don't want to go there, okay? Because that pain is, self-affliction is the greatest pain you've ever felt in your life. Because you got what you wanted. Now, I hope you want what you got. Next season, I don't want nothing you don't want, God. Come on, right? And if, God, you said yes, I'm going to wait just a little bit because yes might not be yes. Let me make sure. Let me qualify. Look, I'm not picking on you. I'm telling you the truth. You learn obedience through the things you suffer. So did Jesus. So I don't want what you don't want me to have. Only want what you want me to have. See it? Remember when no meant maybe? You know what I'm saying? Oh, God, can I, can I, no. No, well, God, come on, please. If you ask God long enough, you'll get what you want. And then you're going to, yeah, it won't be what you want in the end. It'll be bad. You know what I'm saying? So we want, you want obedience. Amen? You guys are messing me up. I'm trying to preach this sermon. I'm trying to preach this sermon. Y'all messing me up. Galatians 5, 16. Did you get it? Well, look, ain't nobody in here perfect. We all did the same thing. Why do you think we're all learning? You know? I was saying that today. You don't fail. You just, you just learn new ways of doing things. Is that okay? Galatians 5, 16. Can we, walk, can we look at that in the Amplified when we're ready? Let's just read it in this. You okay for this? You guys getting something out of this? This is how I say it in. Walk in the spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Right? And your flesh is a pain. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary one to another. So that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. See that? Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. See that? Adultery, fornication. The devil's getting blamed for all this carnality. But this ain't no, they, they uh, look, adultery, fornication. Look, and if some of you did some of this stuff, just chill out. A lot of you didn't know. See, a lot of you didn't know nothing. I'm not trying to be mean, but if you don't, you're not accountable sometimes in a season of life when you don't know what you're doing. But now you're in trouble. That's why people don't want to, that's why some people don't like being in this kind of atmosphere. Because I'm making you accountable. You know that? I, yeah, I'm making you accountable because now you know the truth and I'm giving you the power to get out. You see what I'm saying? It's like almost like people say, I'm better off not knowing. No, ignorance will kill you. You're better off knowing and being obedient. But once you're in this atmosphere, it makes you, makes you character ready. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murder, drunkenness. You ain't got no drunk devil. You got a problem with your flesh. They're trying to cast the devil out of all this stuff. They got, oh, you got a spirit of adultery. No, you got a problem with your flesh, bro. That's all. It's carnality. That's all it is. Stop blaming the devil. This ain't going to do no devil. You've been feeding something, probably looking at stuff you shouldn't be looking at. You know? Pastor Chris, you going to go there? Yeah, I already went there. Look, murder, drunkenness. Scott said what? He said, man, he said, look, he said, that which I've told you before and as I've told you before in time past, they that keep making this stuff, they aren't going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now go slow. He's saying habitually living in this lifestyle is not healthy. Now, you're the believer, though. You got the fruit of the Spirit. Look at the fruit of the Spirit. But it said, they would do such things that should not inherit the kingdom of heaven. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control, right, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Okay? So it starts talking about this law. 
said, boy, if you're in one place, you're in the law, and if you go in the other place, you're in the law. What are these laws? Well, there's two laws. Two laws work on the earth, okay? The law of the spirit of life in Christ and the law of sin and death, okay? That's all there is, two laws. The law of life in Christ and peace and the law of sin and death. Your, your decisions determine what law you activate. If you decide to walk in the Spirit, you'll walk in the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus and be free from the law of sin and death. If you chuck the spiritual life and want to walk in carnality, you're in trouble. Because the Bible says what? He said carnally-minded people is death. So you're trapped in a law. Does that make sense? So he's saying walk in the Spirit. So how do you walk in the Spirit? Well, you've got to walk after the things of the Spirit or you've got to walk in Spirit. you got to walk in the Word. So the minute you decide to walk in the word, you start walking in the power and the ability to the word, okay? But if you choose not to do the word of God, now we've got a problem because the minute you choose not to do the word of God, you open up the law of sin and death, and now you're trapped, okay? Look at, let's, let's look at Romans 8 and 1. That's where he really explains it. We're going to see it, okay? I'm just going to go, hey, you want to look, oh, you want to leave this in the, you want to go in the Amplified for 16? You want to show them that? I like that. Can you do that, Kaylee? That would be great. Let's go there. Take your time. Galatians, you're doing great. Galatians 5.16, Amplified, really reads really good. If some of you like the Amplified, man, it's strong. He talks about the habitualness of it or, or the habit-forming uh, consciousness of it. But if you bite and devour, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to, six, you can start there. Go to 16. It reads a little bit easier for him, um, right? But this I say, if what? If, but I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit, seek him, and be responsive to his guidance. You see that? And then you will what? Certainly not carry out the, go, you'll see it. From this side. Desire of the sinful nature which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. See that? Now can you go, to the, go back to the front part of that if you could? Because I, I really want you to see this because he's telling you, he shows you how to do it. But I say walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Write this down. Seek him and do what? Be responsive to his guidance. So check in. See what I'm saying? Check in with the Holy Spirit. See, your spirit has to check in with the Holy Spirit, otherwise you ain't going to be led by the Spirit. Did you get that? Okay? That's Romans 8, right? 14. Right? Go to, go to, let's show them, go to Romans 8 and 1, and then we'll read, but Romans 8, 14 says what? For as many as are led by the Spirit, they're the sons of God. Romans 8, 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. We got to be Spirit-led. Everybody say, I got to be Spirit-led. That's a Christian right there. That's your job. So how do I get Spirit-led? I check in with the Spirit of God to find out whether my road I'm on is the road I'm supposed to stay on. See it? You all right? You guys are doing great. You know that? You see what I'm saying? You're doing great. This ain't easy. This ain't easy, but it's doable. All it comes down to is consciousness. Intentionality is huge. So you're checking in. Now look at Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation in them are in Christ Jesus. Watch this. To them which are in Christ Jesus. Wait, wait. Stay right there. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. See the spirit-led life? I'm, go I'm leaning. Everybody say I'm leaning towards the spirit. Does that make sense? So what I'm doing is, I'm not just, I'm going to do what I want to do. Problem, man. The minute you decide you're going to go autopilot, you open up the law of sin and death, you're doomed. You can't just say what you want to say. You can't just respond the way you want to respond. you got to stay spiritually minded. It's life and peace. 
okay? So once you flip that carnal switch and be like, well, I'm going to do what I want to do. Man, you're in trouble because you just set loose a law. Is that okay? You see it? But after this period, now watch, he explains it to you. He explains it. Watch verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, see it? Has made me free from the law of sin and death. So there he tells you what those two laws are. Well, how does it work? Glad you asked. Watch verse 3. For what the law could not do is weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sin for flesh did what? Condemned it once and for all. And for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. He annihilated it, knocked it out. Here we go. He's got strength. Look at verse 4. You ready? That the righteousness of the law might be filled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. See it? He's saying being a spirit-led Christian. Now what's a spirit-led Christian? What are the fruit of the spirit? Love, joy, peace. When I put love forward, I'm being spirit-led. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness. When I put that long-suffering first, what am I doing? I'm yielding to the fruit of the spirit. We're going to explain it. But watch this. But not after the flesh. For they that are after the flesh do what? Mind the things of the flesh. So they're carnal. They're carnal, man. They're thinking with their head. I don't care about what that Bible says. I'm do what I want to do. Okay, great. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Kind of sounds like Galatians, right? He said, flesh and spirit doing this. They're banging heads. They're contrary one to another. Why is that? Because he said in Romans chapter 7, Paul, the things I want to do, I don't do. Oh, what a wretched man I am. How am I going to get out of this body of death? Easy. You get spirit-filled and spirit-led and walk like a spirit-filled Christian. Life becomes easy. It's when carnality gets in, we get the problems. Okay. Now watch verse 6. For to be carnally minded is, but to be spiritually minded is. See it? So he said, you want to follow after life and peace, follow after the spirit. Now watch this. The only reason why people come into your life to try to get you to walk out of love is to get you out of life and peace. They're trying, everything in this earth is trying to get you to come out of the law of life and peace in Christ. And try to get you in the law of sin and death. Because the devil knows, if I can pull you into the natural arena, the devil knows I can whoop you. But if you keep him in the arena of faith, you got him every time. I ain't coming out. Because there's two laws operating in the earth, remember? The law of life and peace in Christ or the law of sin and death. What do you think the law of sin and death's got? Problems, man. You don't want to go in there. That's where worry is, fear is, fret, all that mess is in that mess. And he's trying to pull you into that world and get you over there to think carnally minded. But you ain't going to go there because I'm a spirit-led person. Watch verse 7. It's going to make a lot of sense. We're going to read the whole thing. Because the carnal mind is an enemy against God. Don't that sound like flesh? Does that sound like Galatians? He said the flesh and the spirit do this all day. They do it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a trapped inside of you. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? It's in your head. See it? Man, you want to, like, hurt somebody or you're, you're mad and you're, you're happy, you're sad, you got all these feelings, you got these emotions. Where are they coming from? It's contrary battle. It's internal. It's an internal battle. Why is it internal? Because it's in you. Don't just come from the outside. Now, outside people don't help. They're just trying to pull you into one law or the other. But if you understand it's a flesh and blood battle, you understand, man, I ain't getting no flesh. I'm a spirit being. I ain't going there. It's carnally minded. It's death. So if you're only thinking carnal all day, you can't produce no life. Because the carnal mind is an enemy against what? Enemy or an enemy of what? Which means contrary one to another. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. You see that? 
So you got to renew your mind because you can't produce no life and peace without an unrenewed mind. That's why, see, now look, let me explain something to you. And don't get mad at me. I know you love all your favorite preachers, right? Well, we, I'm a generationally cursed and I'm, no, 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 stop. I know all the big boys talk about it and the big girls talk about it. It's baloney, okay? I know, don't get mad, whatever. You're in a new, you're in, you're in Christ. You ain't in you no more, okay? It says the curse comes on them that don't love God. You're blessed. You got an unrenewed mind, man. Hey, look, if you lived in addiction and everybody's, like, oh, they got a devil. No, 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 let me say it. You got to renew your mind. You understand? Stop blaming the devil and stop talking about nonsense that was in the past. I don't want to hear none of that stuff. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus and never been one like you before. I understand a lot of people say it, but I don't want you to use it like a crutch because it ain't no crutch. You're a Christian. You got a new life. You're in Christ. There ain't no bondage in Jesus. There ain't no bondage in me. I'm not in me no more. I left Sarno a long time ago, 94. I stepped into Christ. I'm in the body. You see what I'm saying? I'm not pet peeving it. Please hear me. There's a little truth to that stuff, but I don't buy it. Because here's the thing. Like, you know, you got it. Yes, there's a familiarity of it, but here's the thing. Once I renew my mind to what the Word of God says, I'm out of what I used to be. Come on, somebody. You can't find me. Now, look, if you want to go back in you, you can be all bound up and screwed up. That's on you. You want to go back in you? Go ahead. But I'm staying in Jesus. I'm in him living and moving and having my being. He is the head and I am the body. My last name is Christ because I'm a Christian. You understand what I'm saying? You understand this? You the body of Christ. There ain't no bondage in him. There ain't no bondage in you. There ain't no addiction in him. There ain't no addiction in you. There ain't no bound up, mess up. You got to get a revelation of who you are. And once you start renewing your mind to what that word of God says, you're going to be a brand new creature. Now look. Because the carnal mind has contrary, what? Conflict. Oh, that's good. Now, here's the scary part. For it is not subject to the law of God. Your mind is, let me tell you, I ain't scared of the devil. I'm scared of you. Your soul is dangerous. The devil's, the devil's, do you want to know what's funny? The devil's slippery and slithery, but he is predictable. You are dangerous. Because when your soul don't want to do something, you ever see somebody that just hell-bent? Hell bent. You can't even get through. That soul goes up, and they don't want to do it. God can't even get in there. You know what I'm saying? You talking sense is up. Man, when that soul goes up, they're gone. You know why? Pride. It's pride. Pride will bury you, man. That's why Jesus said you want to be great in the kingdom, be like a little child. Humble. Humility. Ain't because kids are sweet. Kids are mean. You know what I'm saying? But I'm being serious, most, you know, not, not your little angel, calm down. But you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Come on, be serious, right? They want what they want. They want what they want. Kids want what they want. Go to that daycare. Give me my toy. They're grabbing stuff and fighting over, like, goofy play blocks. You know what I'm saying? He was saying, he said, who's going to be great? Remember we talked about it? Who's great in the kingdom? What a stupid question. Ask Jesus who's going to be great in the kingdom. He answered it. Come on, right? We say, who's the greatest in the kingdom? When you want to smack somebody, what you ask that for, man? Jesus is like, I'll tell you who's great. Be like a little kid. Be humble. Don't get prideful with this stuff. Be humble. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Just accept it. Man, God don't want nothing bad for you. God don't take nothing from you. That's what I don't understand about people. You think God wants you to wait? Well, God's mean. God ain't mean. God loves you, man. He's going to give you the best stuff. But you got to wait for it sometimes. And when you get it, you understand how valuable it is. And look, if it don't cost you nothing to get it, it wasn't worth nothing. 
know what I'm saying? You might have to sit in there and incubate a little bit. Is that all right? You know, I call it meditate and marinate. You got to meditate and marinate. Let it get in your spirit. You got to meditate and marinate. You got to let it get in your spirit. But boy, once it gets in there, woo, you running. Watch verse, watch. So this is scary. Say a car, see that? A carnal mind, see that? A carnal mind cannot be subject to God. So you better keep your head clear. You see that? You see that? Are you reading the Bible? He said, what? He said, man, that mind, can, a mind that is filled with flesh cannot be subject unto God. Your soul is dangerous. Because God can't control it. Everybody said, God's in control. God ain't in control. You understand that? You understand that? The world would be perfect if God was in control. The devil's running hell-bent and crazy, and the church got to be trained in the transformation. The church is all messed up. They don't know what they believe. They're so goofy. They're goofy, man. Half the leaders in the church should shut up. Foolishness. Yeah, I said it. I'll be accountable for it. I could care less. They don't even know what the Bible says. They talk about stuff. They don't even know what they're talking about. They should shut up. Well, okay, whatever. I'm okay. When I see God, I'm going to be fine because I'm just telling you what the Bible said. And I ain't scared. We were, we were, I seen the, I seen our, our senior, I seen our legal team. I said, I'm going to need you. <laughs> Verse eight. <laughs> my legal team was here. Part of it was over here. I seen my legal team. I said, be around, stick around. I'm going to need you. Uh, yeah, why? Because I'm not going to shut up. For, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. You see this? So you don't want to have a carnal mind or a mind full of flesh. You want to know what God says about a matter. Otherwise, you're not pleasing in the Lord because it's not faith. Now, remember this, the only sin the New Testament Christian ever commits is the sin of unbelief. Because he's rejecting something of the Word of God. Everything that comes underneath the unbelief thing falls into a level of rejecting of the truth. Okay? So you go, I'm not going to walk in love. Unbelief. You know the truth. You should walk in it. I'm not walking in love. Unbelief. You see it? It's only it's only because it's the only thing that you're judged by. See, everybody said, well, you're judged by you're judged by the law of love. No, you're really judged by the law of faith. But the law of love comes in the law of faith. Because faith works by love. You see it? You see what I'm saying? So if you don't, I'm not gonna walk in love. Well, you gonna walk in love, you're not gonna walk in God. Really, it's a faith thing. To him that knows good good and does it not, that's sin. It's a faith thing. So that's all your accountability. Is this faith? The easiest thing you do every day. Chris, you get up, you go, is this faith or is this not faith? Is this what faith would take me? Is this what faith would think? And most you got to reprogram your head, man. I'm trying to get, I've been, I've been coaching these business people. And I'm really starting to understand the mind at a level that I, I really don't know. Well, yeah, I do want to know. And it's such a pressure-filled environment. I'm trying to get everybody to work in 24-hour blocks. And move thoughts within the hours. If I can get you really good, I want to get you down to 15-minute increments where you're not allowed to take the last thought in the next 15 minutes. Because you can't waste time thinking about things you don't need to think of. So I need you filtering. So what I would really love to do is have them thinking, because high-level pressure produces productivity at another level. So I'm trying to get you to think, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I got our buddy. I want, I want him thinking in 15-minute blocks because that's too much pressure. 
So if I can get you in a 15-minute block and then discard into this 15-minute block into the next 15-minute block and then the next 15 minute, that takes attentionality and focus. That's why people of high function have to focus really sharp. So what I try to do with you guys is because a lot of you don't have that kind of pressure, is every hour take 24 blocks, you sleep eight of it, and then the other amount of time, I want you to ask yourself, can I bring the last hour's thoughts into the next hour of time? And if I can't, I'm not allowed to think about it. Because my imagination is creating my future, not my memory. So I'm filtering. You see it? So why is that? Because here's what I'm saying. If your mind is filled with things it should not be filled with, we cannot create the future you want to see. We can't do it. So I got to get your thinking right because you're, you're a living projector, man. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So I need you filtering all day long thoughts. So I need you checking your head because some of you are meditating on garbage all day. You need to get rid of it. So you got to self-govern. you got to come in and go, can I meditate about this? Am I meditating right? Am I thinking right? Am I thinking right? And then I, I try to chip away at the level of thought because here's the thing. This is where you got to get to because your whole day will be shot thinking one bad thought in the morning and it lingers all day long. And now you got worry. And now worry is just backwards meditation on the wrong thing. So see, they, they, see this is where he's saying, he said, the carnal mind's trouble, man. It's hard, but I can't, if I tell I change what you think, because remember this, whatever you think, you f write this down, whatever you think, you feel. So if I change what you think, I change your feelings. So whatever you think, you feel. So if I change your thinking, I could change your feeling. See what I'm saying? Because your soul, come Friday, I'm telling you, I'm going to break your soul down. Because your soul is probably, because you know what happens to your soul? It's got a mind. Whatever the mind meditates on creates the emotions I feel. And then, boy, when your will kicks in, you, you'll quit. Because your, your will, it goes mind, right? Will, emotions. It kind of likes where it is. When your mind goes someplace, your emotions come with it. Once your emotions are involved, man, you're dangerous. Because right there, you're like, I don't care about nothing. People get drastically stupid because their mind and their emotions are linked. And then guess what happens? Will. Will will quit. Will don't want to be here no more. You see what I'm saying? That's why when you're ready to check out of something, I know this. If you come to me and you're ready to check out, this is what I know. Your mind and your emotions have already been given over. Jesus took his will and surrendered to his father. He said, not my will, but thine will be done. Until your will is surrendered in the right place, your mind and emotions are all over the joint. But mind... Mind thinks, emotions follow, and then will just comes along for the ride. And then once will's gone, you can forget it. It works like a machine. So mind meditates, emotions follows the meditation of the mind, and then we, we don't, we don't want to, that's what it is. I don't want to be here no more. Why don't you want to be here no more? Because my emotions are gone from the situation, and because my mind left the moment. But if I could put your mind in the right place, I'll get your emotions follow. You're like a pit bull. You won't leave vision. You won't leave vision. You'll stay. You could be dying, but vision will keep you there. Your will, willpower. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say something I never said before. My willpower is stronger than God. That's a tough place to go, but it's true. Prove it. You see somebody with a will that says they ain't gonna do something. They won't do it. God can't change their mind. He can never break a human spirit. He'll never break a will. Don't get me wrong. Understand, God could do what he give you access to do, but he can't do what you will not give. He could do no miracles here. Why? Because of unbelief. But he could have did miracles, 
It's stronger in the environment. You understand what I'm saying by that? If your will says no God, you'll die and go to hell. But he could get you out. God can't change your mind. God can't change your mind. Once a will has gone to a place, it don't want to come back from it won't. Strong, man. It's dangerous. Dangerous, man. You ever see a Christian just don't care no more? Don't care no more. You understand what I say with that? God is the ultimate all power. We know that. But guess what? A will that doesn't want to conform, you can forget it. You can speak to winds and storms and seas, but you ain't talking to nobody that gave over their will. They're done. What, you, what are you going to look like when we take your mind, connect it to good, we connect your mind to the word of God, we, we supplement your mind's meditation with the emotions, and then we conform your will to be transformed. I like this. Remember he says this, he says, be not conformed, but be ye transformed through the renewing of your mind. I don't mind you conforming your will to the will of God. You are the most powerful individual on the face of the earth, the person that is, has his mind meditated in the right place. Because your soul is the key. you got to save your soul. That's what James said. When your mind is connected in the right place and your emotions are linked together and your will, man, you can't, be, you can't budge you. You ain't going to move. Ain't a devil in hell gonna make you take one step back. You ain't even gonna. You ain't even gonna sweat. You're the most powerful human in the face of the earth, a God-filled powerhouse. Cause I ain't leaving, and you can't move me. Devil don't want to see you. He's scared of you. I told Lauren in the car. As I told Lauren in the car, I said, when I walk in the room, I want him to be scared. What, are you crazy? No, I want him to fear. The God man is here. That's the way you should be. The God woman showed up. Not preaching pablum. The God woman showed up. The woman and man filled with God. How you like that, devil? How you like that? The God man. You the God, you the God, the God, the man of God. The God man showed up to destroy the works of the devil. You ain't gonna tell nobody. The God woman showed up, filled with God's power, making making everything tremble because you got weight in the spirit. That's the God that took your most. This, you, this is why you do this stuff. This is why you do this stuff. So you win, and then you teach other people how to win. That's why you're going to win. That's why you don't budge. You're learning. You see this? I don't know how we got on this. The last two days have been like this. Sunday was like this. Wednesday was like this. Whatever. Nine. Look at nine. No, you got to see this, right? Go to nine. Thank you. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. So now God's dwelling in us. Right? He's saying, you ain't in the flesh, you in the spirit. Okay, good. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's got a problem. Because <laughs> he ain't none of his. So you better get saved. I don't know if I want Jesus. You can't live without Jesus. Get your hand in the air and get Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I, I'm trying out the church. Praise God. You should have came on a good day or something. I don't know. I'm kind of, kind of ornery tonight. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I remember T.L. T.L. Osborne got me so scared. I was like, why do you have to say that? He said something so, one time in a message. He goes, if I'm the only representation of Jesus you ever see, I pray to God I do him justice. Boy, we all need to repent right now, right? I need to repent. Sorry. <laughs> You know, imagine if this is the only chance they get to see Jesus and see him in you. Man, don't you want to hope that's a good day, right? Yeah. And it, right? <laughs> I know, it is scary. And if Christ be in you, then the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Keep going. Might as well. 
But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that, look at that. But if the spirit of him, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, that same spirit's in you, that's that Holy Spirit. He that raised Christ from the dead also shall quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. That's the Holy Spirit. He made you alive. And he's, and he, and he's in your spirit. Sunday I'm going to show you it probably. So he's, so this was it. So the Holy Spirit is in your spirit. And that's where you get information from. And then you have the soul and you have a body. So you got to get inside information from your spirit. That's why you got to be spirit conscious. That's why you yield to the word of God because that's how you hear God's voice. Let me tell you, let's pay attention here. Okay. Most people never really, really hear at the level they need to hear because they haven't qualified from the written word. You qualify from the written word, and then you qualify to hear his voice. So that's why you follow the word as close as you can, and then he'll start speaking to you about things you don't have no idea about. So when you know to do good, do it. You know what I'm saying? You qualify. You know what I'm saying? Qualify? Heaven's qualifying you all the time, but you can do it. And why wouldn't you want to know God? He's awesome. Oh, man, he's the best. And ain't no test like he's mad and bad and mean. No, he loves you. He wants you to get it. So the more you start yielding over, say, what's the word of God say? That's what I'm going to do. You're going to see this thing. Now look right here. Keep, keep going. There we go. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh, but for if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Here we go. Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. See it? Now I'm a spirit-led. Why I got to be a spirit-led Christian? Because the fruit of the spirit is what I need to be walking in and walking for. You pulling this in? Look at verse 15 and then we'll read 16. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption where we cry, Abba, Father. Father, go. Watch this. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The spirit itself bears witness, or himself, should say him, because he ain't it, with our spirit that we are the children of God. Look, you read 17 if you want. Go ahead. Watch this. And if you're children, then you're heirs. See, now here you go, man. An heir, and then an heir of God, and join heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him, we may also be glorified together. Now, suffering is the ceasing from sin. That's all it is. You getting this? Did you pull it in? So why do I got to be spirit-led? Because spirit-led leads to life and peace. Now, this is a, I'll, I'll talk more about this Friday, but you got to go. All right, so watch this. Here's the thing. There's two laws. Remember this? Okay? Sin and death. We've been here before with this. Sin and death. Life and peace. Guess who decides? You do. Guess what divides it? The Word of God. Hebrews 4 and 12. The Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing us under the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, the thoughts and tents of the heart. When the Word shows, you got to pick sides. So you got nitwits all day long. You going to walk in love or not? Pick. Ah, great. I'm going to speak the truth in love, but i got to deal with it, but I'm going to walk in love. Once you walk in love, life and peace. I'm going to hate these people. 
Did you get what I'm saying now? You remember Romans, you remember Galatians 5? This is the law of sin and death. Once you choose to pick this up, it has consequences. It puts you in the arena of death. Everything in the Bible is talking about it. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Choose life. It's over there. Once you come in this arena, you're locked. You're locked in the law. Let me explain to you why this is dangerous. It's like gravity. It's, it's in effect whether you want to believe it or not. So once you choose to come here, you trap. Cannot produce. He said the carnal mind is enmity against God. Can't get out. But I'm going to surrender this, and I'm going to come over here and yield. See, yielding is a big word. I'm going to yield to the Spirit. How do you yield to the Spirit? You yield to the Word. Now we're cranking. You see it? You yield to the Word. That means you surrender your opinion, and you take the Word. So what do you do? You walk in love with those people that don't walk in love. You ain't got to like them. You ain't got to hang out with them. Just love them. Yeah, I love you from afar. Praise God. Go. I bless you from over here. I bless you from the other side of the block. Praise be to God. May the Lord be between me and thee, and may our paths never meet again. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Is that a scripture? It is to me. Come on, somebody. It is. I made it up. No, the lady made it up, and I stole it. You know what I'm saying? Look, man. May God literally bless you on the other side of town. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost. Come on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Say. Some of you got some relatives like that. To God, be, you, Lord, you can play low. To God be the glory of great things he has done. He separated you from me. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. You didn't know that was a scripture? It's really not a scripture. I added. I add a lot. I make a lot of these up in my office. I just sit there and go, really? Yeah, it's good. Ain't it good? Ain't it good? Just remember, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you guys getting me? You guys ain't mad at me, are you? Don't get over you. If you get mad at me, you're going over there anyway, so you might as well stay over here. Because, hey. You see what I'm saying? You got to make sure you're putting, I like this, man, and I like saying this, you got to put your spiritual foot forward. Because if you don't, you usually yield over here and it's a problem. Because it's like this, if we say, oh, you got the money, and you go looking for the money, and you don't see the money, then you can go side and I don't see it. Now you're in the law. If you go say, oh, my body, and you hear the word, and then you... I don't feel it. You're in the law. You can't get out until you say, oh, by his stripes I am healed. Now I'm over here in life and peace. I don't feel no better, but I don't care. My feelings will catch up. That's why you forgive. I teach people this everywhere I go. You forgive by faith, then your feelings catch up. If you ain't in the feelings to forgive, you ain't going to never forgive. You forgive by faith, and then the feelings sooner or later are catch up. That's how you get out of that mess. You say, man, you just forgive by faith. Feelings will catch up. But you see what I'm saying? You come over here, I, I'm blessed. Man, I don't feel blessed. Don't look. Oh, shit. Don't go on that side. Because once you come over here, I guess I'm broke. Boom, you're done. You're in the law. Remember gravity? Goes up. Got to come down. Goes up. Come down. Gravity goes up. I don't want it to come down. Good catch. I don't want it to come down. It's a law. It's a law. It's there. Jump out of plane without a chute. It's a law. It's 
The law. So once you say no, guess what? You're in the law. Can't get out. They ain't working out for you. Hush your mouth. Next thing is you got an idea, then it comes out your mouth. Now you messed up. Now you got nothing to go. You can't get out. What happens though when you reject it? Come over here and go, I receive it. You're in the law of life and peace. God can steer you towards the destiny of victory. He can't get you there if you stay stuck. You'll get it. We're going to talk about all What's love look like? Well, people don't know what love is. Love's a learned commodity, man. Love ain't like human love. You know what I'm saying? That's how Jesus can love Judas. It wasn't human love. It was agape. It's the kind of love that loves beyond feelings. It ain't a feeling. How do you teach agape? You learn it from your father. What's joy? What's peace? What's this stuff look like? We got to learn. If you don't know what it is, how are you going to know you're operating in it? See what I'm saying? Let me tell you something about Christianity. You cannot take your feelings into this thing. Because your feelings ain't going to feel right. You got to check your feelings sometimes. Once you check your feelings, you're going to be easier, easily able to function in Christianity. But if you don't check your feelings, man, you're going to be an emotional Christian. That's dangerous. Because now what happens is you base your Christianity on your emotional response. That ain't no good. You can't do it. Because now you're a yo-yo. You're up today, you're down tomorrow. You're up today, you're down tomorrow. You're happy today, you're sad tomorrow. You're up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Nah, you tell your feelings what to feel. Well, you got you to gotta learn this stuff. It's okay. You'll get it. Okay? Just stand up on your feet. You did great. I kept you a little bit longer, but it's all right. Sometimes you need it. Okay, because sometimes you got to flow in an atmosphere. Does that make sense? You flow in the atmosphere and you get what you need to get. Everybody get a little something, amen? Just lift your hands to heaven. Go pray for your friend. Is that cool? Is she cool with it? All right, I don't feel like this. It's like family, you know what I mean? So I'm going to pray for her. But I want everybody to listen, lift your hands to heaven. Thank the Lord because you got to get what you got to get. You got to get what you got to get. Just, say, just tell the Lord, say, Lord, thank you for helping me see at a greater level and walk in a greater understanding of your word. I love you, Jesus. And I thank you for what you're doing in my life. Jesus mighty name I pray Amen Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org and don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week and as always, welcome home